You're listening to the Clutter Fairy Weekly, a weekly webcast and podcast brought to you by the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. If you'd like to participate in one of our live webcasts, please visit cfhou.com slash weekly. You'll find a calendar of upcoming webcasts, as well as instructions for joining the Zoom meeting via the app or by phone. We'd love to see you. That URL again is cfhou.com slash weekly. Now here's the weekly episode. Enjoy. Hi, Clutter Fairy fans. This is the Clutter Fairy Weekly for May 2nd, 2023. I'm your co-host, Ed Gumnick, and I'm speaking with Gail Goddard, certified professional organizer and owner of the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. Hi, everybody. The Clutter Fairy Weekly is the webcast and podcast that digs deep into the clutter that piles up between you and the life you want to be living. We explore the habits and behaviors that lead to clutter, and we suggest the strategies to slow the accumulation, reduce the collection, and comfortably manage the stuff we decide to keep. If you're new to our Zoom meeting, we want to let you know that you can share your comments and questions via the chat, and I'll try to make sure sure Gail addresses them before we move on to another topic. You can also use the raise hand feature if you'd like to make a comment or ask a question yourself via audio or video. We're also streaming the webcast live on Facebook, so you can share your questions and comments there, and I'll relay them to Gail. We're going to start by reviewing last week's weekly tittle, which was called Your Moving Challenge. The assignment was to identify your greatest moving challenge, whether you're planning a move or just imagining your next move, and to start a plan to get over that hurdle. Let's hear from our participants in Zoom and on Facebook who started getting a handle on a moving challenge this week, please let us know in the comments. YouTube viewer Felix Catfan didn't report specific tittle progress, but wrote to say, thank you for this topic. I'll be moving in nine months so I can start prepping now. Yes, I think that's go. great to start focusing on <clears throat> start focusing on your move now. Um, if there's any message about moving that I can ever, like if I never say anything about moving, it's start early, start early, start early. I say that a million times because trying to cram it all in at the last minute is just so stressful and so taxing. And so if you're going to start thinking about it now and start doing prep work now and getting rid of things now and going through things now, you're just making your life that much easier when it comes to move time. So excellent, excellent, excellent. Jaime has been working on this pre-move planning for us, even though we just just signed another two-year lease we have all kinds of stuff you know in storage like in, in, the, the, in the basement in the basement yeah and so he has been he's been working really hard at consolidating repackaging getting getting rid of stuff that he's decided at this point we're ready to let go of it can move along because yeah. it wasn't going to fit in the house anyway right and shared my moving nightmare was moving a 55 gallon aquarium Oh. last item it was the last thing to be moved and 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 she was in tears oh so was it and one that actually had fish in it or was it was it one that was empty um i think i think that one was uh was still in use right yes oh my <laughs> god really wow that what, plan, that's like you know <laughs> right but pet management right and and having to move it at the end when you've like completely run out of steam <laughs> um and and pets in general you know i if you can subtract them from the moving process it's so much better 
like I always tell people go take the cats and the dogs, take them to the vet, take them to a friend's house, like get them out of the way because as pet owners, we stress so much about what's happening with the pets in the middle of the move and they get distressed by the noise. They get upset about the people in the house. They cannot deal with the change in all the routines. And so, you know, go check them into the pet hotel, <laughs> go give them to your friend, you know, get them out of the house. I mean, at the very least you can go board them in the vet, which is stressful, but they're at least, you know, where they are and they're safe and nobody's getting, nobody's escaping or getting lost and they can go sit quietly in the vet and wait for you to show back up again. And that is at least less stressful than having them in the big middle of everything. And so now the fish probably weren't stressing that much. <laughs> no, the fish are not worried about it, but, but that, you know, that movement of keeping something alive and having it not be affected by the movers and still transport safely is, you know, it's a, it's a whole planning thing. Um, when I taught the moving class that I talked about with Ann Zanon uh, for NAPO, she had a story to tell, which was the the client was moving, her client was moving, and she was leaving the day of the move to go on a trip. And so she like got in a in an Uber and drove away from the move with her luggage like halfway through the move. And then apparently on the way to the airport, it dawned on her that she had a cat <laughs> and she needed to do something about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so she called Ann and she went, oh my God, I forgot to take the cat to the, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so Ann, as the organizer, had to go find the cat and take the cat to the vet to board while the woman was on vacation at, at like nine o'clock at night, she was going to the vet to turn the cat over because the woman had just like blanked out that she had a cat that had to be alive. And so, uh, yeah, pets are stressful <laughs> and keeping them uh, cared for is a, uh, is a whole separate list of chores. that doesn't, that just adds to the move. Okay. Jane um, reports <laughs> Another box of books went to the friends of the library. I Yay! don't have a, I don't have a move planned yet, but I'm going through everything and deciding what I wouldn't want to move if when if slash when that time comes. That's exactly this the spirit of the tittle. Exactly. And it is it is part of the move plan, right? Because you are what whether that move is an indeterminate amount in the future or whether it's, you know, next week there's it's all stuff that has to get done for the move and so if you're going through your books now and making your thoughtful choices about what's going to move with you and what's going to go to be donated then you know you are doing exactly you're working on the move even though you don't have something definite happening yet and <clears throat> you've been doing it for a while because you keep coming and telling us about the boxes of, of books that are gone so good on you you're making it easier and easier for yourself every day yay Paul says, I deleted a bunch of digital stuff, including texts and emails. Also rearranged some furniture, which made two rooms more functional. It's been on my mind for a while, so I'm really happy. Hey, that's great. A digital version and an analog version. <laughs> and furniture has big footprints, right? Like it takes up a lot of room in the space. And so rearranging them so that it feels more comfortable to you. Good job. I'm glad that you finally did it. Lara says, I figured out that the biggest issue for me, if I had to move, 
is many, many boxes of photos. So my next project is to sort and scan photos. Uh, which is definitely a long-term um, labor-intensive project that you can't be doing at the last minute, right? So anything that you can do now, even if you can't, even if you can't get it to where you consider it to be complete, even if it, you can just go through and make a couple of passes where you're reducing the volume, that can only be helpful in the move. Every piece of paper, every photograph that you throw away as extra is and not necessary is one less piece of paper that is making the box heavy. So um, even if you start the project and can't complete it, anything you do to reduce that volume is going to make moving those photographs easier for you. And that is a great focus to have. Good job. Anita chimed in on photos as well. She said, finally got started on the eight boxes of family photos. I am hoping to move out feet, feet first and finally, and am <laughs> determined not to leave my only child with all this stuff. Oh, see, that's a good motivation. And I'm sure your only child will be grateful when they take a box out instead of eight boxes of photos and go, God, mom, I don't know who any of these people are, right? <laughs> Good job. C CJ reports clutter everywhere, making me overwhelmed. So I wouldn't know where to start. So I cleared away the visible clutter out on counters and floors in the kitchen and dining area. That's, That's a great a start. Place, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's a perfect place to start. Most horizontal surfaces, they get covered up. Um, how great to uncover them and then look at a clean horizontal surface. Uh, roll away from you in front of you like that's a great thing to look at when you're wanting to like be calm and i tell people use the things that you've already decluttered as motivation for the next if you go and stand and look at that clean counter and and you feel that relaxation and you feel calm then you can go oh yeah yeah this is the feeling that i want over here as well and go work over there <laughs> and decluttering projects are all just accumulating levels of it's just accumulating moments of accomplishing parts of the task you just string together this hour and that hour and this hour and that era of working on it until you get all the way around the house and you know maybe it'll take a while but every one that you do is one more in your pocket and so good job it sounds like you started in a perfect place and next you can move to a drawer or a cabinet something else that is small and contained to keep you going. Okay. Um, Marty reports, I put away my Christmas music CDs a few minutes ago. Another <laughs> Clutter Fairy cleaning day success. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Hey, it's only May, right? I know, right? <laughs> you got six loads of time. The, the amount of time, the amount of time until Christmas is still larger than the amount of time since Christmas. So you're yes. good. <laughs> good job. <laughs> and you won't have to look at him for another six months. There you go. On the subject of pets, Diana said, I didn't forget my cats, but I forgot to hold back the cat carriers and the movers moved them. Oh, <laughs> dash to the pet store. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> but which is why I say again, deal with your pets the day before the move instead of during the move. Like you don't have time to focus on them then. And yeah, it's, you need to uh, get them out of there early. 
and, you know, make some arrangements to go, go park them in a hotel room. Like <laughs> there's pet friendly hotels. You can go rent a hotel room, go put the cats in it and leave them there <laughs> and go back to your move if you have to. Um, but taking care of them so that you're not stressed about it the day before is, is so worth the effort. What do, what do you think about this suggestion from Naomi? She says, I am thinking of designating a set of executors for different categories of stuff, a bibliophile friend to deal with the books, a crafter to deal with the knitting supplies, and put their contact info with the list of bank accounts, et cetera. I think that's a great idea. I have um, I have a collection of beady friends, and we all laugh about being uh, bead executors for each other. So um, because everybody's spouse has threatened to throw the bead supply out into the street the minute that the crafting spouse passes away. And so <laughs> they all have instructions, call the beady chicks um, and they will come and take care of it. And so why not? Why not say, hey, here's the resource. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to do nothing. Call this person and they will handle it. Totally a great idea. Why not? Okay, one more comment and then we should get on with our main topic. M says, I spent two days working in the laundry room Everything on the back of the door hanger belonged to someone else. Oh, someone else in your house, I guess. Yeah, they weren't, they hadn't been picking up their laundry, huh? Or, 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 or elsewhere. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's, let us get to our main topic. Let me find. Okay. Are you running out of steam on long-term organizing goals or were you short on enthusiasm in the first place? <laughs> Today, we're going to offer strategies for finding or creating the motivation to keep your organizing projects and commitments going strong. Well, we're going to talk about the results of the survey as a way to explore this topic. And Ed wrote some really great survey questions to sort of query everybody about it. So we asked our audience... Uh, first, what are your most compelling reasons to reduce clutter and or to get organized? This question was intended to get at your rational motivations for organizing, and here are a few of the representative responses. Evelina said, I want to be efficient with my time. I don't want to waste time looking for things. Ellen says, I'm getting older and looking at major surgery soon, so I want things to be easy. Diana shared, I find a tidier and less cluttered environment more relaxing. An anonymous respondent wrote, I also want to be organized so I know what I have, so I don't overbuy or buy things that we already have. And AG said, so I can feel better about having guests over. Each of these is a wonderfully instructive reason for getting organized. Whether your reason is saving your money, saving your time, improving your relaxation, giving you the ability to be with friends, or adjusting for your life changes over time, each one is a great focus to keep in mind as you work on organizing, organizing projects. What am, what am I doing this god-awful project for again? <laughs> oh yeah, I want to hang out with my friends more here at the house. I'm making my own life better for a reason that's meaningful to me. Find that reason for yourself and write it down. Focus on it and remind yourself whenever you're flagging and needing a boost of motivation. Our next survey question was, what external factors drive or support your organizing efforts? This is a trick question <laughs> because external factors are kind of a mixed bag. So here are some of the replies that we received. Kathy shared, we plan on moving within the year, which has really spurred me on. <clears throat> 
Just like a wedding, there's nothing like a drop-dead deadline to increase your stress level and focus your efforts at the same time. A lot of us are motivated by deadlines, and if the deadline is not just for you, but is an external one, we are much more pressured and motivated to get there. The lesson here is to find the external deadline and make it your own, use it for your own, and let it motivate you to get it done. An anonymous audience member said, a lot of people I know are getting decluttered and they inspire me. This kind of inspiration is a good form of peer pressure and a potential support source as well. Um, one caution though, um, you want to avoid the temptation to compare your efforts with your friend's progress and being inspired by others doing the same, using the shared tasks to support each other and to be accountable to each other, being part of a group a team, if you like, is great motivation. So sharing the journey with others and getting and giving support is an excellent source of motivation. Don answered, pressure from my spouse when he gets uptight about it. <laughs> so how well the input from your spouse works as motivation is directly related to how they deliver the message. A spouse or any other household member who tells you what a great job you're doing and Gently remind you what you're working towards is great and super helpful. And one who gets frustrated and nags you is only making the work harder. Some of us do respond to negative incentives, just like toddlers who learn that negative attention is still attention. This is not a very fun or positive way to get motivated. And negative input isn't something you can keep referring back to in order to energize yourself. Do you really want to keep experiencing the nagging, complaining, or yelling every time you need to be motivated? If you're only reacting to someone else's negative input about the clutter, you'll likely run out of steam quickly. I mean, it's not a very sustaining motivational trigger. <clears throat> Better to turn that negative input around to something that feels positive instead. I'm doing this project so I can stop having that conversation with my spouse. Or I'm doing this project because I want to share tranquil moments with my spouse instead of angry scenes. C wrote, knowing we cannot expect help from immediate family, we must push ourselves to do this on our own. This is clearly an, ex an excellent motive, needing to handle it yourself if your family isn't nearby or is not willing to help with the project. We all want help from the family, but it's hard to ask family members to do your chores on top of their own chores. You can look for support outside the family, asking family or friends, or paying someone to come help occasionally. If you can't rely on family, then accepting that you need to do it and looking for other support is a reasonable step and it's a reasonable motivation to get going. Tammy shared tubs and tubs of photos inherited. <laughs> All those perfect Pinterest photos make me feel pressured. First off, if Pinterest is making you feel pressured, then get off of Pinterest. That's the first thing I'm going to tell you. Don't, no point in adding to the pressure load. It's important to notice what external source is adding to your stress and walk away. Aren't you pressuring yourself enough already? There's no need to interact with anyone or anything that makes that pressure feel worse. So look for some more supportive motivations instead. Leslie said, fear that the paramedics won't be able to take me out on a stretcher. Then being able to maneuver around my home is a big fear. So first, I'm sorry to hear that you're worried about that. But from a practical standpoint, it's very reasonable to make sure that EMS can get to you in emergency. That only helps them help you. 
maybe you can rephrase that to say, if I ever need paramedics to come and help me, I want it to be easy for them to come and help me. I want them to have the smoothest time doing their job for me. Let that worry turn into some positive motivation to get going. And when you clear the pathways, won't you be so relieved by that? Aiming for that feeling of relief would be an excellent motivation. We also asked our audience this next question. What internal factors drive or support your organizing efforts? We were digging for here, uh, what we were digging for here was the emotions that you have around your clutter or the organizing process. Let's share some of those responses. An anonymous responder wrote, shame for hanging on to stuff that could be useful to someone. Shame is so unproductive, but there's an underlying desire here to help other people. So don't focus on the shame about what you haven't done. Focus instead on what you can start to do right now. Your things can still be useful to others. So let that desire to be in service to others give you that motivational boost instead of um, holding on to the shame about it. Millie said, my age and worries about my future living arrangements drive my desire to lighten my load. Again, turn that worry around into a positive goal. We'll give you, it's going to give you a better motivation. I want to be ready to move quickly with as little stress as possible when the time comes for me to move. You're supporting your future self and reducing the stress load of an already stressful situation of moving for healthcare or self-care reasons. If you can get some moving prep done now, it's one less very big thing you can not stress about when the time comes. When you're having to make all those moving decisions, where am I going to go? Who am I? What city am I going to live in? What place am I going to live in? What can I afford? What is reasonable? There's a whole lot of discussion around picking the place that you're going to move, where you're going to have a new kind of lifestyle. You're going to have assistance. You're going to have um, someone else making the meals. There's um, laundry support and cleaning support in the, in an assisted living place. And so you're making a whole bunch of uh, lifestyle changes by moving in that way. And you're going to be worrying about that. So <laughs> let's get the, uh, let's get the move prep done now. And then you can, don't have to worry about it where you're worrying about the rest. Leela said, I want to live in a spacious, bright, welcoming and fresh smelling home that can be straightened up in a few minutes when company is coming. I want a home that feels clean and relaxing. I really like that vision right there. Leela has a very positive goal of what she wants her environment to be like. And keeping that goal in mind has got to be motivating. And I love how she works so hard to describe it. Spacious, bright, welcoming, fresh smelling, can be cleaned up in a few minutes, feels clean and relaxing. She, she gave herself a lot of descriptives that were positive and supportive in order to make it feel more like it's a goal that she wants to aim for because she's going to get all those benefits out of it. And so but she did a really good job there. Lynette said, inner calm. Clutter's overstimulating to me. So peace of mind is a very positive goal. And I want to feel calm and relaxed in my home. This is a motivating goal that's all about you and living your best life in your, in your home. Um, there are lots of people that find clutter, the visual look of clutter to be uh, overstimulating distracting, um, distressing, and stressful. And so if you can clear off the counter space, like our person said earlier, uh, you're helping yourself, it's going to be calmer. It's going to be much calmer for you. Ginger said, we're working towards a vision, a vision of having enough, 
and just enough, we're working towards simplifying our lives and making it easier to find and use what we need. So how great is that? That's a perfect vision of, I want this to be simpler. I want it to be easy. I want to be able to find what we need. And that is awesome. And it's a mo- if you can remind yourself over and over again, it's a motivating goal. I want this to be easy. As you're standing there looking at stuff going, I want this to be easy. I want to have just enough. I want our life to be simpler here at this cabinet, at this counter, in this closet. Um, what a great way to motivate yourself. Next, our survey asked, what is the most exciting way in which your life will be different when you achieve your organizing goals? And here's what we wanted to do with this question. We wanted your imagination to get fired up. And we've got some great answers out of that. Evelina said, I will always, I will be always ready to tackle a new project. And hopefully it'll be a fun or creative project like crafting or planning a vacation. Judy says, our move will be seamless because of all the work we've already done. Reducing the stress of a move is so valuable. We just talked about that. And it really does make a difference when you have done all the work in advance that it makes move day so much less stressful. So we are going to aim for a seamless move. Good for you, Judy. Kathy says, I will have more time and more freedom. I won't have as much to manage and take care of. I'm hopeful that this will allow me more time for what I enjoy and more time for thinking about other things besides my stuff. Let's move on to thinking about your friends and having fun and experiencing good times with them. I love it. I want to have less to manage and I want to have more time to do things I enjoy. And those are excellent goals and very motivating. As you're standing there looking at the cabinet full of stuff, right? So we got an anonymous response that said, I could feel like a grown up, which I thought was excellent. Whatever motivates you. And uh, if you want to feel like a grown up, because your house is uh, straightened up and clutter-free, I think it's a good thing to do. And if you can, every time you clear a space, clear a counter, clear a cabinet, you're that much closer to being a grown-up. You've made that much extra little growth. Uh, you can imagine yourself getting taller. <laughs> taller and more, you know, more upright. <laughs> Dawn says, freedom in all capital letters. She wrote freedom. And I say, exactly. Freedom from the burden of your clutter is wonderful and uh, it's an excellent goal. Christy said, having a tidy home will give me more time to spend with the kids. So is that a plus or a minus? (laughs) I think it's a plus. Depends on the kids. (laughs) Right. It's certainly a plus to the kids who always want to spend time with you. And as a parent, every parent knows that the kids would spend all their time with you if they could. And so- any amount of time that you can add will it certainly make the kids happier and probably will make you happier too. <laughs> Selena says, I'll stop being overly bothered by the side of the mess. I'll be able to focus on other things and be more relaxed. Gotta love that vision. I hope it's all it's where we all want to aim. I want to be able to focus on other things and be more relaxed. That is a really great way to say that. Thank you, Selena. Let's get to some comments because we have a lot already. Um, Linda says, I always told my son his bedroom minimum clean was there had to be a path the paramedics could get to him with the stretcher. Awesome. (laughs) And you know what? If nothing else, you gave him a visual to work towards, right? 
he had to think about the stretcher and how big it is and how long it is and whether it could work or not. <laughs> I like it. Diane says, I wish I started years ago, but I am decluttering now. Excellent. And you know what? You had other things to do before now, and now you're doing what you need to do. And so it'll be good. You're going to make headway. Anita said, death, death and disability are my biggest motivators, not to be maudlin, but one funeral, one memorial luncheon, two friends in memory care, and the possibility that I might not to ha might have to stop dancing. Oh, no. I'm so on it now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, uh, like five sentences wanted to come out of my mouth at the same time. So I, I can see that friends in memory care and going to memorial service, like these are, um, on the one hand, they're negative triggers, triggers and negative motivation, but it's also, <clears throat> it's also you recognizing that there's a consequence for not getting it done in time, which is leaving things behind for other people to do. And if you are on it now, it's because you're respecting the people that have to come behind you and clear up. And so good for you. I'm so glad that you're doing it and it will be totally worth it. And you will feel much more relaxed and prepared to do whatever you need to do in the future because you've done it. And so good for you for paying attention. Linda says, big encouragement to anyone moving. Take advantage of any time you have to make the actual move easier. Sort through stuff, get rid of trash, and take time to clean any furniture or appliances you can access before you move them to the new space. We're on the verge of moving into a new home after a house fire, and I've been trying to do everything I can before the craziness of moving day to make it as easy as possible. Still sticking with the idea that everything that gets moved has to earn its place in the new space. I love that. It has to earn its place in the new space. That's excellent. That's a great vision because most people don't look at it that way. It's like it's here. It has to go. And I constantly try to remind clients, why will you spend your time to box it, buy the box, pay the movers to carry it, spend your time to unpack it on the other end only to go, oh, I should have thrown this away or, oh, I, why did I need to donate this? Why is this still here? You don't want to figure that out after you spend all your time and money. <clears throat> you want to spend your time up front, get it out of there, and then don't do all pay all the rest to get it moved. So if you have the time and if you've started early enough, you can really make your move day and your unpacking a thousand times better. I mean, and I, I don't exactly say it that way very often, but I do say it to clients, like how you can make your life be easier after a move is, Get all the clutter out, get rid of all the excess on the front end so that when you get to the unpacking part, you're unpacking substantially less. And that is totally worth it. It's so much less stressful because at the end of the move, you're exhausted. And so when you get to the unpacking part, it's like, oh man, I'm still having to work on this. And anything that is, anything that lessens that volume just makes your life better. Charity, who's with us on Facebook says, Every time we talk about packing up certain areas of the house, all of a sudden we get we have great clarity about how much energy it takes to move that many tubs of stuff. <clears throat> right. And tubs of stuff just defines to me like the things that you store in containers in the house are probably bigger containers that you bought because you were going to stack them. But when you go to pick those things up, 
they're bigger and they're heavy and it's not as easy to move them as it is to use them for storage. And so <clears throat> a lot of times I spend time with clients opening those storage containers to find out what's in them because people are like, oh yeah, yeah, that's already in a container. I can just move it. It's like, no, no, no. It weighs a thousand pounds. You don't know what's in there. We're clearing it out first. And then they find that, you know, I end up handing them 10 empty containers because we went through it all and there was, they didn't keep very much. And so there's always, there's always stuff that can go. And there's always ways that you can reduce that volume. Ellen says, I just finished a session with an organizer I hired to help get my photos and albums. Ooh. Tired, but happy I made this move. I'll be calling her again. That's excellent. I'm sure she's happy to hear that. And it's great to have somebody there who is um, steering you along the project, right? So that she doesn't let you get too lost in looking at this stuff and being distracted by the, you know, photos are distracting and all of the memories that come with looking at the photos. And so having a person there whose job it is to keep you on target and keep you moving forward is great and you're tired, but you got a bunch of stuff done, I'm sure. And when you get to the end result where here's all the photos that you wanted to keep and they're stored in whatever way that you want to store them, then you can sit down and indulge yourself in an evening of flipping through and remembering what was going on with the pictures, right? And so <clears throat> great job. I'm glad you hired somebody. Marty says, we need clutter court. The storage boxes need to defend themselves in clutter court. And if found guilty, <laughs> out they go. I love that visual. That's awesome. They have to go to court and justify themselves. Great, great, great. That is so great. I love it. We got to co-op that. It has to go to court. <laughs> Here's another one I like. I like from Naomi. She says, tubs is a unit of clutter, like bushels of wheat or barrels of oil. Y'all are making me laugh today. <laughs> it's true, though, because lots of people, they manage it by throwing it in tubs. And then they just have big collections of plastic tubs everywhere. And, and you know, I walk in the house when it's all full of that kind. It's like, yeah, you're just hiding stuff right now. You're just hiding things for me and yourself. And we're going to go in and open all those tubs up and find out how much of that stuff you really care about. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that really is good. Uh, <laughs> Y'all are making me snort now. <laughs> how often do you find when you when you go to work with a client, how often do you find a tub or large storage container where the client has deliberately decided to keep it keep it all? I mean, like if you go through it, how often does nothing in the uh in that tub get cut i am going to go out and live here and say never <laughs> if i open the box and they start going and you know i start pulling stuff out or they start flipping through it there's always something that comes out always because people aren't as thoughtful as they think about how they fill those boxes up when you go to use if the if putting it in a tub is your solution to deal, then all you're really doing is the equivalent of sweeping the counter off into the box and putting it in the corner so you don't have to look at it. And so no one is packing those tubs super thoughtfully. They're not doing any editing in advance. They're just hiding it quickly to get it out of their face. And whether that's, I have a deadline, I have to get out of there in a hurry, or I'm hiding it from somebody, or I don't want to think about it right now, or I don't have time to deal with it in the moment, 
whatever made it all go into the tub as a big collection, <clears throat> it's never thoughtfully packed and as well as it could be. Now, there may have been some effort, but like I said, there's always something that you go in there and maybe in the moment when you were packing the tub 10 years ago, it was important, but it's not important anymore. And so there's always stuff that comes out. It's like, oh yeah, we didn't really need that box, did we? No, you did not. This was just the box that you didn't want to look at. Always make stuff go away. Samudra says, Billy bookcases are an official unit of measurement for books. That's the, 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 um, that's Ikea, an Ikea that's brand, right? Like right. Four, uh, you know, upright with four, I think it's usually four slots in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that's like, if it fits on the bully, the Billy bookcase, then you're done. Right. And Connie, <laughs> Connie says, I just mentally counted 16 tubs that presently exist in our apartment. There you go. <laughs> Not that and, tubs are bad, but you know, you do want to go check them out and find yeah. out how long ago you packed them and whether the stuff in there is still pertinent or not. And don't just open the lid and look at the top because a lot of times people fool themselves <laughs> by putting something good on the top and then they don't look underneath. And I go over there and flip it up. And it's like, what this, what's this? This is a bunch of empty, who knows who's knows what. So you, you got to dig in there and make sure you know what's all in there. Okay, I want to uh, talk about next week for a moment. Okay. I want to re remind everyone that we'll be back for our next live webcast on Tuesday, May 9th at noon U.S. Central Time, live in Zoom and streaming on Facebook. Many people come to decluttering late in life, addressing the accumulation of stuff only after it's been piling up for decades. But the Clutter Fairy believes it's never too soon or too late to get organized. In our next episode, we'll talk about how people of almost any age benefit from a clear, clutter-free home. Join us on May 9th, 2023 for Cradle to Cane, Advantages of Organized Space in All Life Stages. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We're going to talk about all of it, so it'll be fun. Hope Deborah, you can join us. <laughs> Deborah says, Billy bookcases are my boyfriend, the extra person in every relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny okay so um if you have more than one bookcase then you have more than one boyfriend and you probably should you know try to thin the herd you don't have as many boyfriends to manage i think i'm gonna have to put put the words tubs and billy bookcases in the keywords for this right? episode so that people <laughs> will find it it will be appropriate to search result for search right? results for pat says I have a friend who arranged her tubs to look like a bed with bedspread, <laughs> pillow, et cetera, before her <laughs> landlady came for the annual inspection. <laughs> I think if you are, I think if you are having to come up with elaborate, <laughs> elaborate ruses to hide your clutter, it may be time to start thinking about reducing it. Oh my God. That's not the first time that I've heard of tubs being disguised as a bed though. That's a surprise. That funny? Like, uh, Cause it's like, you know, what do you do? You drape it with a piece of fabric and then suddenly it's like, it's a big rectangle, like a bed. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Hopefully she didn't touch it or try to sit on it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> You're totally cracking me up today. Oh man. 
um, on <laughs> Samudra on the topic of books, Samudra says library thing, catalogs and measures. I'm working on the Great Pyramid. So I guess when you've told it all the books you own, it tells you, you know, you, know, you have enough books to reach oh, ha funny. halfway to the moon or whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so Samudra is uh, building a pyramid, the Great um, Pyramid. That's funny. Connie confesses that four of her tubs are disguised as a night table. <laughs> <laughs> I love this tub as furniture. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Y'all are creative, man. You got to give it to you for creativity points. Like you're making it, making it look like a piece of furniture. It's like, okay, well, so A, how long has it been that piece of furniture? And um, you might want to go in there and check it out and see if it's all really stuff that you still want. Like I'm sure it was when you built the end table. Maybe you want to see if your end table should be smaller. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Why don't you give us a final thought on motivation? Yes, we wanted to give the final thought to Janice because um, I thought she described her motivation brilliantly. Janice said, I worked in a section of clothing closet that I had decluttered. Days later, I wanted to get something off the rack. And I easily parted the hangers, found what I needed the first try because it was where it belonged. I realized nothing was pressing against my thighs and I was not stepping on any shoes or anything at all. It was like a movie. Walk in, get what you want and get to the rest of your day going. I felt light, no mind fatigue, and I giggled out loud. I want that feeling all the time. That is my motivation. And I thought that's a great motivation because it's clear, it's specific. It's connected to the physical movements and a pleasant feeling and an exuberant emotion. Good on Janice for writing it that way. I want that feeling all the time. That's my motivation. She wants to be able to giggle out loud when she goes and gets her stuff out of the closet. How great is that? So aim for Janice's point of view. Aim for Janice's motivational feeling. Well, or yeah, or or your own your own specifics. So we really want to encourage people to get specific about what they want not just the vague i want to be organized, organized well yeah. that yeah you know that's that isn't a motivator it's not exciting it, it's not connected to a, a, an aspirational emotion or a feel the feeling you want you know mood you want to cultivate in your home yeah it's not enough by um, any stretch activities you want to do that's what we're trying to trying to encourage people to do is think about what's what's going to be better about your life where do you want to get where do you want to go at, at the end of that mo organizing project yeah so let, why don't you give us a tittle okay this week's tittle is what's my motivation this week's assignment is to take a deeper dive into the reasons you've expressed for wanting to declutter and getting organized if you haven't already taken the survey we prepared for this week's episode uh, please go and find the survey and we're going to put those links to the survey again in the show notes on the website and i'm sure you can anchor it in a few other places as well uh, if you have already taken the survey then review your responses on the survey results post again where we go and put the post up that shows all of the survey results go look at what you wrote from the answers you provided highlight or jot down a few phrases or sentences that elicit the strongest positive emotional reaction from you an example of 
be more creative or I will have fun in my daily life or decluttering will lift a big weight off my shoulders. You want to go find those answers. <clears throat> Keep the paper with these motivational phrases for whatever organizing projects you're working on right now. And then try reading that phrase out loud before you start on a session of decluttering and organizing. And then read it aloud again when you're ready to take a break. Do the phrases help energize and concentrate your efforts? If so, then repeat the exercise of reading the phrases out loud whenever you find yourself losing focus. And if they don't work, then I would say go back to the beginning and go find some phrases that do help energize and concentrate your efforts. Because like Ed said, everybody has different motivations. Everybody has different goals. And so yours are going to be very specific to you and your life circumstances. And so we want to find the ones that make you feel like keep, keeping on with your project. So let's see what you can do with that and come back and tell us about it next week. Okay, we're going to wrap a little early today because I have a jam-packed interview uh, afternoon that ends with uh, a trip to the veterinarian, just routine oh. <laughs> stuff, but it was the only time they had available right. this week. And so if you're watching this on YouTube, we would love for you to join us live. To get notifications about upcoming events, we invite you to join the meetup group by visiting cfhou.com slash meetup. You can also follow us on Facebook by visiting cfhou.com slash Facebook or join our mailing list by visiting cfhou.com slash subscribe. We love to hear from you, so please keep your questions, comments, and topic suggestions coming on YouTube, Facebook, or anywhere that you find us. You can always reach us through our website at clutterfairyhouston.com. Thanks, everybody, for coming today. We really appreciate it. We hope that we've given you a little bit of uh, directions about getting motivated, finding your own motivation in a way that it helps you positively move on your project. And we will see you back next week with our next topic. Bye. Bye-bye.